The Path to Freedom, 7th of March, 2018 The swirling blizzard continued relentlessly day and night and whipped the heavy snowfall up into drifts of 10 to 15 feet in some areas around the house, yard and fields. Bizarrely, other areas had almost no snow at all. It was surreal. The drive looked like a frozen sea, with huge waves coming over the hedge, leaving the horsewalker and turnout arena barely visible. Snow found its way into every building, underneath the doors, through joins between the walls, gaps in the roof, and every other nook and cranny. Nothing escaped. The stables on both sides of the yard had snowdrifts inside them. Talisman was covered in snow each morning. Fortunately, he couldn't feel a thing under four layers of rugs. Poor Elizabeth, the yard cat, had a blanket of snow on top of her as she slept in her bed in the barn. It was useless sweeping it out of the buildings as it blew straight back in. So, reluctantly, I gave up. It got me thinking how nature has the power to completely obliterate all evidence of life. Digging paths with a shovel had to be done several times a day in order to get the horses out of their stables in the morning into a large shed they could socialise in, then back into their own stables at night. There was absolutely no other option for them. They were well and truly grounded. In fairness, they coped really well. Talisman couldn't believe his luck that the horse walker was out of bounds and that he was off ridden duties too. Feeding the feral cats in the barn up the drive was challenging and required a scot of the Antarctic impression from me. The drive was impassable, so I took a shovel and dug steps, one at a time, up the bank in the field to get to the barn. I was up to my thighs in snow, but the girls were pleased to see me, so the daily expedition was worthwhile. Unfortunately, during this whole testing episode, I endured a lot of pain with a raw toe, the result of a chillblain from a previous cold spell. So I've been hobbling, and this was the hardest part of it all. It also added a degree of hazard to certain domestic tasks. Balancing on one leg while hoovering, for example, resulted in a classic own goal. The hoover pipe got suctioned onto the rug in front of the wood-burning stove, and as I pulled it away, I lost my balance, tipped backwards, and smack, the pipe hit the stove door with such force that it shattered the glass. It might have been funny in normal circumstances, but I was gutted. It's the room I live in, and the stove is on every day. Bringwin, ever-present feline house companion, yard manager, and personal trainer, and I are now marooned in the tiny kitchen, huddled around the Rayburn until the wood burner is fixed, and I've no idea when that will be as I'm cut off. Another incident I could have done without during this Arctic period was the rotting corpse of something hairy under the floorboards in my bedroom. The smell was utterly vile, and it meant sleeping with the windows open, yes, in minus twelve, the endless joys of country living. Today, I decided I'd better check my remaining food rations. I figured there was enough to last until the weekend, but as the drive was still covered in massive snowdrifts, despite recent rain and rising temperatures which have started the big thaw, I decided to phone a neighbouring farmer to see if he could pick up some provisions for me when he was next in town. However, he was busy lambing. Ironic, considering the weather. Whilst pondering another plan an hour or so later, I heard a rumbling outside. I ran out to investigate, 
and to my utter amazement I was greeted by the farmer on his tractor. He had taken a break from lambing to dig me out. I was overjoyed to see him and thrilled to set eyes on the path to freedom. Extreme weather is a catalyst for creating community, and my community just came to rescue me. As it turns out, I was the last in the area to be reconnected with the rest of the world. Thank you. Thank you. So, for now, I'm euphoric. We, me and the furry entourage, survived the worst of conditions. I kept my composure, mostly, in the belief that I'm safe and that my instinct will nudge me when I need to act, ensuring I have enough fuel, food and horse essentials, do repairs to buildings ahead of dire weather and have backup plans for all eventualities, plus a few, and that I'll be in the right place at the right time if things go pear-shaped. My growing connection with nature and the elements is part of this. I'm increasingly attuned to the weather and have a feeling for what's coming, as do many who live on the land. I also have confidence from having dealt with many and varied crises in life that somehow I will come out smiling. I apply the same principle to the world at large. Despite what seems, I see the world heading in a new direction through an evolving global consciousness which recognises that, fundamentally, most of us want the same things in life, which are safety, health, peace, prosperity and happiness. I see disasters and systems failures leading to massive innovation and new beginnings in ways we can't even imagine. Of course, the when and how remains a mystery. But expectation of good outcomes is a powerful catalyst, and I look on with excitement about where we're headed.